Hi America. Hi America. Psychic America. This is Tracy Brown. Um today is the twenty wait, the twentieth. Um, two thousand and thirteen. Uh, and it's been a whirlwind of a week. Whirlwind of a week. Um as all of America knows, we've had quite a number of interesting situations over the weekends. We had the Trayvon Martin case where George Zimmerman was found not guilty. We had Cory Monteith. Cory Monteith um, passed away um, over the weekend. That was sad. Um, that was real sad. Um that was sad. Um, but the entertainment community seems to have that problem. And I'm actually going to read him today to see exactly what led to his death. Um, we know it's drugs. You know, the coroner's report came back. Um, I just want to see, like, what was going on maybe weeks prior, you know, or if the cards tell me months prior. I'm actually going to check into Corey Monty. Um but before I begin with, you know, my ranting, because I like to rant on, um, let me remind you all that I work at an agreement store in North Hollywood, California. The address is 5712 Lancashire Boulevard in North Hollywood. The telephone number here is 818-985-2010, Um as I always, always brag, we have the best of everything here. Um, we have the best psychic, you know, we have tea readers, you know, tea readers. We have almost everyone of every ethnicity, you know, um, and I that's why I like working here. I love working here. Um, for that reason alone, like, because there's such a diverse group of, you know, of us, that is such a compliment to work in a place with, you know, like open diversity, considering everything that's going on in the country right now. <laughs> okay. Um, so we have shamans, we have Reiki healers, we have other things. I really need to do my homework. I never do my homework. But we have, if you want it, we have it. We have candle makers. We have uh, candle... People that do candle uh, uh, magic, I guess magic. Um, we have so many, so many candle candle makers, candle magic, a stone, stone for those people that love stones. Um, we have stones. Um, so again, it's called the Green Man Store in North Hollywood, 5712, 5712, Lake Boulevard, in North Hollywood, California. Um, I'm having, I'm going to, oh, shoot, I'm going to do that. Darn it. I'm going to have a co-host from now on. I'm going to have a co-host. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed last week's show. Um because I talked about, I don't know if I talked about it, but 
um, I did a YouTube video on the Trayvon Martin case, and um, I just couldn't imagine that George uh, would get off. Um, I guess I took it a little too personally, which I normally don't, but I know that I did um, because the outcome did not come out the way I wanted. However, if you listen to the video, there are other things that are, like, are, that are being unraveled that I said. Whatever. In any case, um, but because I was so concerned, I brought in a panel of psychics, and they were spot on, like spot on. Um, a European psychic, he was uh, amazing. He was the one that pointed out the corruption, which did not get revealed until after um, the not guilty verdict of George Zim- of, for, for George Zimmerman of the Trayvon Martin murder. Where are they still calling it a murder? <laughs> so, um, and Scarlett, Scarlett Covina, um, predicted that justice may not be served. Um, this time around, but that overall it could um, it could get served up. Let me remind everyone that protesting and your economic power is the way to truly protest, um, particularly your economic power. Don't discount the purpose of your economic power. So there is a boycott of Florida. <laughs> Florida. There are many Florida oranges, but could be a boycott of Disney, too. Disney, don't go to Disney, and vacationing. Um, so there's always boycott going on, which is a thing. Um, so with that being said, no more Florida oranges. Oh, no more. I don't know if, you know, Simply Orange, well, I just love that orange juice. Um, what if they're made with Florida oranges? Mm, you should check that out, because that would be a problem. But I happen to like Simply I think it's simply, simply delicious. Oh, can't find it. Does anyone know that orange juice brand simply something? Oh, well. In any case, I'm waiting for um, Scarlett to come, but there's a couple of things I want to check into psychically anyway whether Scarlett is here or not. That was, oh, that was um, Corey Monty. Oh, by the way, when Scarlett comes today, she's going to talk about this, this grand trine. It's a grand trine um, in the universe, something about the planets all lining up and what it means and what it means to you, what it means to me. It's going to be really, really interesting to hear what she has to say on this grand trine. Um, somebody else wrote on Facebook that it was a grand water time. I'm not sure it's a water time. In any case, um, I am going to check into Corey Monty, Corey, Corey Monty, and I'm going to see, you know, what led to his death. Um, see if I can get an insight as to what occurred. And also, talking about um, other deaths, the little uh, Maybelline spokesperson, the little girl that had cancer, Ali, I think her name is. She also passed away this weekend. So this weekend was one of the saddest weekends ever. It was so sad. So much information. Um, people were upset over the Trayvon Martin case, and then to top it off, you know, like that night, I think it was that night, or I think it was that night I had heard about Corey Monty, and then the next 
day or by that Monday, the little girl, Talia, has passed away. So uh, it's just too heavy of a weekend. For most people, in trying to get over it, um, it was a bit of a drag. Trying to get through the week was a bit of a drag. That being said, Corey, what happened? What happened, Corey? And how is everyone around you, you know, going to handle your death? You know, I know your girlfriend um, is devastated. Um, what happened? What happened? I'm asking a pause. When I when I do this, I kind of talk out loud, so I'm asking a pause what happened. Um, Corey, what happened? Oh, by the way, I totally predicted that. I totally predicted that um, Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez were going to get back together, and I was right. <laughs> I was right. Um, what a hot mess that couple is, huh? Um, so, if anybody has any fears as to some of my other predictions concerning Chris Brown and um, Rihanna. I don't know. I thought I'm getting back together, too. So it is what it is. And, um, you know, if Justin and Selena can do it, so can Chris Brown and Rihanna. Just give them some time, people. Give them some time to work out their issues. Okay. Corey, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Um, he just passed over, so I don't expect him to communicate with me, by the way, people. Um, and I um, am capable of communicating with those in this platform. Um, it's part of my job. <laughs> what I do, I'm a psychic. Um, I don't practice it, but if somebody comes in and they say, you know, it's my dead grandfather, my dead mom, they have a message for me, boom, it gets the information easily, readily. It's amazing how it comes through. So with that being said, Corey, talk to me. What's going on? What happened, Corey? What happened? Talk to me. Oh, oh, one more thing. I can't seem to read Corey for some reason. Um, Paula D and her husband are um, maybe getting a divorce, maybe. Um, I just read that on Perez Hilton, Perez, Perez, Perez.com, whatever his name is, Perez Hilton. I just read that today. They may be getting a divorce. Amazing, huh? Um, simply amazing. So her empire is just crumbling. It's just amazing how her empire is crumbling so easily and so readily. Um, Corey, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One more card. Okay. Um, you know. Um. He may have had some depression issues. Corey may have had some depression issues. Looks to me like he was trying to welcome death, welcome it. Um, they call it 
suicide by prescription or something like that or suicide by drugs or something like that. I get the judgment card, and I, I feel like he was done. I feel like, and I know he didn't look like it, people, so sorry. I know he didn't look like it in his pictures, but he is an actor. Actors tend to put on a really good face. Um, but I'm getting that he was done, that he was kind of like, if it happened, it happened. I feel like it was reckless. You know, I feel like he's had a heavy childhood. You know, when someone does drugs and alcohol, there's a whole host of other issues going on. And I feel like he was just done. Like, I just don't think he was happy. Um, I think he welcomed um, drugs and alcohol. I think he cleaned up. Um, the way I see it, excuse the way I'm saying it, but I think he cleaned up because other people made him. I don't think that it was, you know, a willing that he wanted to get to. And I think that when he cleaned up, it was always temporary, and it was always going to be temporary. Like, I feel like he's like, well, I only have to do this for three months, or I, have, I only have to do this for six weeks. Um, and he would plan it just so. Um, you know, the cards show me that he was a hard worker, and he was a very hard worker, very hard worker. His father shows up in this somehow, so I don't know what the relationship with his father is. Um, I don't know if his father's still alive, because, um, uh, like, you know, as you know, I never do my homework. Um, but if I go by the cards, um, if his father's still alive, and if it's not his father, it was definitely a male figure. So it could have been stepfather, it could have been brother, it could have been uncle, but somebody that stepped in a role of um, father for Corey. Um, I feel like. I feel like the father was like, particularly maybe in the last six months, three to six months, the father was very prominent or the father figure was very prominent in Corey's life. Um, they close, stay close to him. Um, could kind of see that um, something wasn't right. Um, it's a father figure. Um, um, worked really, really hard to stay close to him. Um, may have known that he was back doing drugs, may have known this, um, either in the last three weeks or in the last three months. I thought that he just finished his month with drugs in April, April, May, June, July. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. I think he was, he had his last um, rehab in April, and then I, I promise you, he was like, I'm just going in because I got to do this television show, and, you know, I got to show people, but the minute I get out, I'm going to have a good time, and I don't mean that in a bad way because I know he's passed away. I'm just saying, you know, this is what happened days prior to. I want to be able to tell everyone he was struggling with drugs. There was no way out of this. The drug was him. Period. Him getting clean before this could have ever happened, not a possibility. Not a possibility. He, in a weird kind of way, didn't want to get clean. Um, he felt like the drugs were him. They could just, it was a part of his life. It was him. Um, there's two men in his life. One is an older, you know, father figure type of man, um, 
and then there was a, a man around his age, maybe a little bit older, but around his age. Um, this man has a lot of money. Um, this man may have earned income off of um, Corey um, and was just strapped, absolutely strapped on how to keep him clean. Like, he just didn't know what to do with him. Um, I feel like that there was a party or party. I don't know if he drank too much. I know they said drugs. Um, I feel like there was a succession of parties or celebrations um, that led to that night. Um, even though I know he, you know, it's been stated in news that he was alone, died alone. But I feel like maybe 10 days prior, there was a plethora of um, binging and boozing. And, you know, this happens sometimes when people know they're going to die. Um, back in the day, before there were cell phones, I think I mentioned this before on the radio, because it feels like deja vu, what I'm about to tell you, feels like deja vu, where people would um, visit visit family members, and then the person dies, and the people say, oh, my goodness, you know, I wonder if he knew he was going to die because he came to visit me. And then somebody else goes, oh, my God, he came to visit me. Oh, my God. And you kind of put two and two together, and you kind of say, oh, yeah, this is what death, is, you know, requires, where it's like somehow or another you know you're going to die until you go to visit people. Um, with this age bracket, um, I feel like what really happened here was, um, I don't know if he was inviting death or he knew he was going to die or clearly he, he didn't care is what I'm getting from the card. He just didn't care. And that maybe, you know, nine days prior, ten days, two weeks prior, it was just one party after another, after another, after another, um, so that the final dose that he took. Um, it was just compounded with so many other things that were going on, if that makes any sense. So, Corey, my heart goes out to you. My heart goes out to your family. Um, you are much loved by many people. Very People are very confused and a little defensive um, concerning some of the information that's coming out. People are being very defensive. Um, they're... They're turning a blind eye so that it doesn't attack onto them or to the show. Um, there were people, somebody younger had faith. I don't know if he has a younger sibling, but somebody younger had faith that uh, Corey could turn this around. I'm actually getting that he was much loved, much loved. Um, I do understand that he did have a girlfriend, but I also think that there was another female around him, um, and this is a relationship. So I'm not quite sure if he was, um, I don't know if he, come on in. I don't know. Hi, are you? God is here, everybody. I love those fans. Oh, my God. There's new looks so Caribbean today. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'm freaking loving it. That's a Caribbean. You could go to Brooklyn right now and sit right in. <laughs> How are you? I was just discussing Corey Monty, so you go ahead and prepare, and I'll just keep discussing it. And Corey Monty is the guy that died on Glee, you know, 
And there were a number of deaths that weekend. It was not death. Well, Trayvon Martin was like a whole stabbing for the world. Um, but we had that announcement um, with George Zimmerman going free. And then that night, like 11 o'clock at night, Cory Monteith, you know, on the news, he had passed on. And then I don't know if you know this little girl, Talia. Yeah, she's like a Facebook or YouTube sensation. And she uh, was dying of cancer. Um, but she started this YouTube channel showing people how to make makeup. I saw this picture. Ah, uh, exactly. She died. So this was a weekend of, I was mortified. Like, I just couldn't, if one more person had died, it, I just couldn't take it. I would have just been like, I would have crumbled. Like, I'm done. Emotionally, I'm going to do the fetal position, and I'm done. Oh, you called me, Charlie. I'll get back. So the number is, you have it? Okay. In any case, um, Corey, um, I was telling Psychic America that um, this demise of his was eminent, eminent. You know, he kind of, he said to himself, I am drugs. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know a lot about that. But it sounds like this is going to be he was struggling from age 13. And you thought. Are you on now? I'm trying to. Okay. I have you at 66. That's me. Okay. So let me get you on, but we may echo, and what they told me to do was move the computer. Excuse me. So I'll figure it out once we once they get you on. Hi, Carmen. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're kind of echoing. Can you hear the echo? I can hear the echo. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll figure it out. They said, they said if I use a landline and somebody else used the phone. And... And if they move the computer, if they said that's part of the problem, let's see. Let's see if I just move the computer and see if that. Because my telephone number to call in is 213, and I don't know if they have unlimited sound here. Well, let me see this mail line. To call in, my um, telephone number to call in is 213. And I don't know if they have unlimited. It's long distance of the door. Okay. Who do I need to do? Um, you're going to talk about the sign. Oh, how about that? I can do that. And while you talk about the sign, I'm going to figure out if I can the landline. All right. So, you just want to review. Well, what it is we have the grand going on. It's the 18th, the 19th, and 20th. It's some grand time. They call it up. Okay. 
know how they didn't figure out that if there's a co-host, like, work it out, like, technology-wise. It doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, but I don't know either. Mm. Very upset. But we'll survive. But what I like about doing this show is that working out the kinks is part of the fun to me. I really do. Like, you know what? Are we professional? Yeah. No. No. Under no pretense, are we professional? <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 wait a second. I decided that I am a journalist. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, and last night, I went to a place as a journalist, and we'll talk about that when you're done, with the chime. I don't know what the chime is. And I'm going to mute myself when you get ready to talk so I can make some phone calls. Okay. You're ready? What I am, no. What I am happy about is that Mercury is going directly. And um, I don't know, you know, how this experience has been for other people out there, listeners want to call in and start their experience, but that's been a very deeply satisfying retrograde. Um. And your phone crashed that couple of days. Well, my phone crashed, but that was at the tail end. I mean, for the most part, I haven't had a lot of, you know, real traumatic travel issues or or technical issues. And all of the communication that I've had has actually ended up to very positive realizations. Particularly... I revisited a, phone, a conversation, a very emotionally charged conversation I had with my grandmother in the last retrograde, where we talked about what I'm actually doing with my life <laughs> and being an astrologer. And so this retrograde, talked about what? what I'm actually doing as a career with my life. Oh, wait a second. That's very interesting. We discussed that in the last retrograde. Well, we as psychics, mediums, shamans, great detailers, we suffer from that. Like, is what you're doing a career? Yeah, it's it's kind of like wait, what are you doing again? Can you explain? You're counseling people with these cards. How do you know what's saying? Okay, so there's a lot of explanation, especially um to those who are more accustomed to following um more mainstream religions. And my grandmother. Very Southern Baptist in her upbringing. I was grown, I was raised as a Southern oh, Baptist. Oh, Southern Baptist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me call my nurse. Speaking tongues, yes, all of it. Oh, well, I, <laughs> I've never been a part of a Southern Baptist church that, uh, oh, actually, somebody gave me tongue in one of my uh, churches, and I giggled. Because you do understand that speaking tongues is not the way it's presented. It's not la 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 la. It's not that. It's another language mm-hmm. that's recognizable. All of us. In any case, I don't like the whole speaking tongue because when well, the issue is speak on it, because I think a lot of people are confused about okay. what that really means. Okay, speaking tongue. If you're in a church setting and you're vibrant and you're feeling emotion, you're feeling the ghost within you. If I begin to speak in tongue. It means that I would begin to speak in a language that's recognizable to spirit. Not necessarily. The way it's written, if I remember correctly, in the, in the book, in the Bible, 
somebody else needs to be in the room to interpret the tongue. So the language is not the spirit the way we have been taught to discern. It's not. It's not that. It's literally like you could be talking in Slovakian language, right? You could be talking in um, Chinese, Taiwanese. That's what speaking in tongue means. It means for all of a sudden, feel the spirit of the spirit in a language that makes sense to somebody else in the room. Because the trick is, somebody needs to interpret what you say. Uh-huh. You're really not allowed to speak in okay, religious people. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want text messages on Twitter. <laughs> I don't want Facebook crap. I don't want it. I'm a solitaire. I don't hear none of it. This is true. This is true. Somebody else needs to be in the room to interpret the language, which means the language has to be recognizable. So it has to be from some country, some recognizable country. Okay, I I I didn't know that. Oh, I've been in the room and experienced it. I didn't know that. But yeah, you're absolutely oh, right. Every time I've ever witnessed someone speaking in tongues to church, there's always been somebody there who's not known them, wasn't sitting next to them, mm-hmm. but stood up later to translate everything that that person just said. Totally different. So, so that's more authentic. As long as with this, I don't know. As long as the language that you hear them say is authentic. Okay. And I will be to know. You're too young to know. But if they're talking literally, their tongue swirling, nothing making sense, and then somebody gets up to translate, they're just talking from their personal spirit. Okay. Not from the authenticity of the person who's speaking tongue, because that person needs to be speaking in a recognizable language from another country. Okay. I'm just saying, but but, but church people, I don't want to hear it. I'm totally ignorant in half the things that I say. <laughs> and see, I was I was very very young when I actually left the environment of the church. It wasn't pure Baptist Christian. It was like Baptist influences, but we did have speaking in tongues and mm-hmm. you know born again and possession mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit and all of that. So all of that today we, we have possession. Yeah, <laughs> not far removed, but I'm. Talking out loud, there's no such thing as possession. There is. I don't like it because the movies scare me. Well, I don't like. That's it. a whole other tangent. I know. We're not going to talk about possession. You can discuss it by yourself. That scares me. <laughs> Conjuring. Oh my gosh, you were never going to get back to talking about conjuring, but yes. I can't. I have to watch the time for you, by the I way. I can't watch. So I was over here for a half an hour, people, so. I can't. You cannot watch the I concert. can't. You cannot. I can't. Why? Because my mechanism that allows me to hold those kinds of images in my head is broken. <laughs> I can't. It's just, uh, I, just I, I don't want to put that in my face. Thank you. Because I as much as I will, you know, I can handle it as I'm watching it. Later, it's going to keep popping up in my head at an opportune moment that I just, I what? Let me tell you something. I, I get traumatized just from the Trayvon Martin verdict. Like I've been right. thinking about it every night. 
imagine if I saw a movie like Conjuring. <laughs> Not happy. Because honestly, I think the, the more sensitive we become and the more we realize how much is actually real in life, like mm-hmm. the things that, you know, there's enough that really does. And, and as I understand it, it's based on a true story. So I get it. That happens. And, and for me, it stops being entertaining to, to watch it. I get, you know, no judgment, and I under, I totally understand the thrill of being scared, but for me, I the thrill of being scared is not fun anymore. It's just become stressful. So I that's, that was the cutoff point for me. When it became no fun and all stress, I stopped. <laughs> and, that's, and I think that happened somewhere around the ring. <laughs> that was the last, uh, the ring and, and oh. saw somewhere around those. Oh, no, mine was Freddy Cooper once. <laughs> Mine was Friday the 13th one. So I was going at 20 years or so. I understand. Um, I'm actually, I'm not sure if this is going to be a good audio, by the way, Charlotte, because I'm going to mute you in a minute. Okay. Um, because I feel like we're bouncing off of one another, and I could hear it. If I could hear it, I think they could hear it. So this may not be the best audio um, initially, but we're going to work out the kinks, and I hope you guys have patience with us. Okay, let's try that. I'm going to put you back on. Now you can hear me in real time, and you can hear the echo if you hear turn off. Okay. You think one ear is better. For me. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it works for you, okay. too. But. I kind of get, get that. It, it sounds better all of a sudden. All right. We'll try it. Um, meanwhile, are you ready I am. to talk about what are you talking about? What is it that's going on in the 18th and 19th and the 20th? Well, you asked me about the, the, the Grand Water Prize that we're experiencing. So as I'm looking at things now, we've got uh, a grand trying BC Neptune in Pisces, um, Saturn in Scorpio, and what it looks like, three planets. Um, although the sun is also in Cancer, it's actually a little bit out of orb for the grand water trying. So we've got Mercury, Jupiter, and Mars all in Cancer, and they are making a grand trying to Saturn and Neptune. So essentially... The Grand Trine um, is kind of like the, the holy trifecta of positive, easy, harmonious, flowing energy. Um, you don't really have to work a lot to, to achieve the benefits and the gifts of this energy when it's in Trine because all the planets are working in a flow and in um, sort of like you know, they're like positively cooperating with each other, if you'll think of it that way. Um, if you think of all of the planets as, as deity or personalities, they're all speaking each other's language, and they're all cooperating and getting along. So that makes whatever benefits they represent easier for us to attain. Um, the energy is water, and water is very intuitive. It has to do with the emotions and how we process the emotions, how we relate and interact with others. So what, this is one of the reasons that we were emphasizing um, the Mercury being in Cancer that was recently retrograde and now going direct today because um, a lot of what we were going over, what we may have, the issues that may have been coming up may have helped to do a lot with how we process emotions, 
um, checking into how we deal with our heart, um, how we take care of our heart, dealing with miscommunications that were more emotionally charged or, like in my case, just revisiting past emotional issues um, that may not have reached any kind of full conclusion before and now have come back up to be revisited. Um, but specifically with these with these energies, with these specific planets, um, it feels like it's a wonderful opportunity to really go for what it is you want and make it solid because Saturn's involved. So um, all of the work that we've been doing to process things on an, an emotional level, um, on a cognitive level, with Mercury being involved, um, dealing with uh, issues of healing past wounds and in order to move forward and liberate ourselves from the things that were restricting us um, for positive growth and healing uh, with Jupiter being involved. And I'm not mentioning Chiron, but Chiron has been involved in this power play for a while now as well, um, squaring Jupiter. So this has been a lot of um, work to kind of reassess the external situations that we're involved in, our relationships, how they're affecting us, and how they're impacting the path that we're on in terms of our spiritual growth. And there's been a lot of work towards transforming and, and working through these issues. And so as we continue to do that, now we've got this wonderful grand trine in water that's basically saying, like, okay, whatever it is that your heart might be telling you to do, whatever you're you're leaning towards emotionally and whatever it is you're trying to truly manifest, now may be a wonderful time to really capitalize on that energy because Neptune's involved, with it, which is kind of leading us towards the spiritual and the things that we dream about. Um, Saturn's involved which solidifies everything and helps us create structure and stability to the whole situation. And you've got Mercury, Jupiter, and, and Mars. Mars is our sort of um, energy. Um, it's so many more things, but it's our passion, it's our drive, and how we actually go about achieving what we're going for, Jupiter, about luck, growth, expansion, and um, reaping the benefits of lessons learned in a very positive and healing way. And then Mercury, as we mentioned, that's been retrograde this whole time, is now going direct. Finally, an opportunity to maybe actually come to some conclusive decisions about where we want to take things. So all of these things are in a nice, harmonious balance. They're all working positively with each other. And the only caution with the grand trine is that sometimes the energy flows so smoothly and so easily that we can sometimes take it for granted. So it what do you mean by taking meaning that for example, if this was a natal configuration, if someone was born with a grand trine natally in whatever element, it doesn't matter, let's say it's an heir. Let's say this person has a gift for writing. But because it's something that they were born with, it, it just it comes so naturally, so easily, you know, we're also very guilty at times of not taking full advantage of the things that come too easily. You know, it's like, oh, I can always do that. Uh, like, it's like you undervalue it because you didn't have to work for it. Totally. So that's what I mean by the energy of the grand trying to say that the only downfall and the only caution for it is that it, you can maybe overlook it because it's something that just feels like it's, it's too easy. Um, so as long as you're aware, 
because I'm the type of person I like to take advantage um, of my my personal world. I like to know what's going on. And so it would be nice to take advantage of this grand prime, I would think, but I know I'm not going to. No, no, because my ego's involved. I love that you're honest, though, you know? My ego's involved. What do you mean? Well, how does the ego even get up in it? Well, because I take it to a whole other level. Like, as you're talking, I'm, you know, my own experience. Right. And, like, career, love, you know, something career you can't put. Although, now that you mention that, there is a an email I can send out to somebody. Right. Which I'm, I think I'm going to do today. So thank you for that. Uh-huh. It's kind of push, you know, some ideas across, which you and I have discussed mm-hmm. on a basic level, on a basic level. So I'm actually going to do that today. So thank you. Um, but in love... It's like one of those situations where if you want to clear things up, it's an emotional time, it might be the best time to get through to people, and yet my ego's in the middle of it. And I'm not asking you to convince me. No, no. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> no. I'm just saying <laughs> I put not. ego's in the middle of it, and so but I push that envelope. Um, and it's out here too. So don't listen to me. This is a time that you have to clear up some relationship issues and have some talks with some past people. You know, now's the time to do it. I think now's the time. Oh, oh. now's the time for um, to pursue an opportunity to clear up um, some relationship. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Some relationship issues, and um, this could be with past love. It could be, like you said, with your grandparents. It can be with anybody that affects your life in an emotional way. It, it could, could be your employer that affects your life in an emotional way. Or it's also just connecting to what your heart really wants. That's how, I mean, that's, when I say this much water, you can't mm-hmm. not consider heart being involved because water so much relates to emotion and our intuition and tapping into, I mean, because it was the case of your relationship. You don't necessarily have to have to have the talk right now, but just checking with your heart and being honest about what you really want to say, what you really want from that person, and Mm. how you really want to go about like what's what's going to be most comfortable for you in in solving getting the results that you right right. Well, it's um, funny you should say that. But go ahead. But what growth and expansion? I mean, Jupiter and Mars are in job. Which means so that a lot of energy being pushed towards expansion. Jupiter being the biggest planet, you know, put that way. The God, king of the gods. You know, he represents his mythology. Represents Zeus. Um, so you're looking at expansion, growth, energy is about jovial healing and wisdom and liberation from the things that have been restrictive and haven't served you. A lot of the planets do sort of work that way, but the way that they carry that lesson is different. So with Jupiter, you get a feeling of, of optimism and opportunity 
and positive um, hope and expansion. Mm. And you've got Mars jumping that, and he's adding his energy and his fuel and his enthusiasm. So it really can be a positive time to move forward. Although being in cancer, which is a little bit of a hermit, and tends to sort of move from side to side a little bit, the way that we may be going for these things may be using an extra amount of practice mm. um, that coming from a center of heart wisdom, like taking precautionary steps to move forward, so exercising wisdom, and that wisdom is based on what the messages that you get from your heart about what you need in order to feel comfortable and safe and secure to to move forward and take advantage of these opportunities. Oh, oh that's pretty deep, what you uh, offered up today. Um, and I hope that those of you that are listening that have some, you know, issues, especially some emotional issues, um, now's the time to clean up some things. And cleaning up means your personal health, you getting clean, it's about you. Um, but I'm a good talker. <laughs> and I won't do nothing. <laughs> I'm good for other people. <laughs> yeah, that's also very cancerian trait, you know? Mm-hmm. They are very, very accessible usually. I mean, the pure cancer energy, you know, they're usually very maternal and nurturing and accessible mm-hmm. with everybody and their mama. <laughs> but when it comes to really kind of getting into their own personal and allowing other people in that shell, that place where they feel vulnerable, it can be, it can be hard for others to return mm-hmm. the nurturing that they extended because cancer can sort of sell up. Well, I grew in a household full of cancers. I mean, full. My sister's birthday. Did you see my Facebook page where um, I celebrated my sister? <laughs> Don't give me that look. You're like, uh, no. <laughs> you know, I, I'm limited on Facebook. <laughs> I'm limited on knowledge, so we're even. Oh, by the way, I'm going to say something about knowledge. Is amazing. You're going to love this story. Um, but in any case, I posted a picture of my sister um, where we celebrated her birthday, cancer, cancer, although to be honest with you, she has to look more like a Leo because she uh-huh. spit fire and she knows exactly what she wants and she's mentally challenged and she's a kick ass. She's annoying. <laughs> uh, and I love her, but. I celebrated her birthday yesterday uh-huh. and um, posted the picture. I have a brother that's a cancer, and I have a sister that's a cancer. I have another brother, bless his soul, that's born seven years behind me. We have increments of seven. If there's a space, it's an increment of seven. Uh-huh. Um, he's seven years behind me. By the blessing of God, he came out as a Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> But I grew up with all the cancers. He's, you know, the baby brother. I'm the baby girl. So because he's a baby brother, his strength didn't come out until he became a man. Okay. 
because I was nurturing him. Um, but the Cancer with the Leo, three Cancers and the Leo, it was hell for them. <laughs> I was fine. I got what I wanted. <laughs> but for them, it was sheer hell. Like, I would literally just step in front of them. They would be like, my mom would be like, who wants Oh, and then they would just hesitate. The big eyes, the cancer tend to have big moon eyes, and they would just look up and they have to contemplate inside their soul what they meant. <laughs> and I would be like, give me this, this, and this. And I'd walk away, happy like a fat cat. Like. So I understand the whole cancer energy and the need to retreat, go forward. It's a nightmare. And, and I love cancers. Psychic America, I, I love but I, I know that if anyone was to, anyone else outside was to treat them that way, I'm sure you would be all over them. Well, like, I mean, also family. It, you know, right. It's so easy to protect family, you know. In fact, it's even fun, you know, when there's a conflict or a fight and all of I'll give you a perfect example. My cousin tries to get in between me and my sister, and my sister and I have never had an argument or a physical fight ever. Um, so there are times when it's phony, uh, false, phony, how we communicate. I don't know if that makes any sense. It's a long story. But in any case, my cousin tries to get in between my sister and I, and her father was like, yeah, something in between two sisters. And she told me that, and I looked at her, and I was like, that's right. You know what I mean? Like how I feel about my sister yeah. or her being a cancer, me being a Leo, and ooh, ooh, and ooh, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, I hate that it's echoed. I'm afraid that the people can hear it too. Do you think so? I'm so I, worried. I don't know. I don't think so. This is such a great program. Here's the thing. I see the picture now. Very cute picture. Thank you. That's my sister. It's beautiful. Isn't she a joy? Like, I love her Yeah. So Good sweet. spirit. Um, Leos and Cancers have a wonderful heart. Beautiful. I mean, can. Can. I think no, can. They can it's all on how they, you know, choose to use their energy, of they course. They can be but evil. I, I live with Cancers. <laughs> <laughs> we only know. But I'll give you a perfect example of my Cancer sister. So was, did I tell you this when I was in New York? No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I was in New York City, and she has a daughter who's a fire sign. <clears throat> um, and she's 30-something. And I was saying with her daughter, the mother lives right across the street. And so she knew that me and the mom was going to be out for a while. We wouldn't get home until after midnight. And then she said to me, something like, what time are you going to get home? And I said, oh, we'll be home after midnight, you know, anywhere between midnight too. She goes, I said something like, your mom's going to walk me upstairs. And remember, she's fire. And she goes, here's you? She's a Sagittarian. And I was like,
and give me the key. And all I could think is, I fucking me. I knew she was all over this. My sister would never give me the key and send me upstairs in a building I'm not familiar with. And my niece had a conversation with her and told her, send me upstairs by myself. So when I got upstairs, the niece was upstairs waiting. And I looked at her and I was like, you look it. Thank you. And she was like, well, that's my mommy. Da, da, da. I was like, whatever. In any case, answers are very frustrating. And they can be evil, too. They're <laughs> <laughs> much evil. One of the cancer in that situation, though, that upset you is that. Well, but the sad, I mean, listen to me. She's youthful. She's, you know, fire. Sagittarian fire can be a little stronger than a Leo fire. And I wasn't really upset. Like, I totally understood. This is a mother-daughter thing. And she'd be upset over that. But did I let the Sagittarian know that I knew? Well, see, yeah, I was like, you bet. Fuck. <laughs> Compromise my safety. <laughs> so before you go, we just got like three minutes, and you got to go. Um, but I love you being here. We're going to work out the kinks. I'm going to listen yes. to this audio. And hopefully it's not too bad, thanks to America. Um, I know that there are some people on the line that I think would love to have spoken with you. Do you want to do a quick reading on anybody or too long? No, if we have a, yeah, we have a quick, quick I'm going to go for 330 because I didn't recognize the number. I have a people on the line that I do recognize. Um, but I'm going to go for 360, and so let me see what 360 is. Hi, 360, this is Tracy. Hello. Hi, who's this? Hey, Tracy, how are you? Oh, wait a minute, I recognize you. How are you? Look at <laughs> I'm doing oh, well. Oh, wait, you talked about Paula Dean before. Yes, we did. Oh, my goodness, what's your name again? <laughs> I can barely hear you, the echoing. Yeah, the echoing is bad. Okay, I'm going to I feel like I'm going to mute Scarlett for a minute. Don't get off. I can mute you. Um, Is it better now? Better. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, When you were listening to us, did you hear the echo? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try and work it out. I'm going to, we'll figure out how to work all of this out for future. But listen, tell yeah. me your name again. It's Richard. Richard, how are you? So Richard I'm doing well. Right. How are you? Um, well, you know, I'm. Yeah, I've seen your I'm recent videos to... on YouTube. You look oh, so sad in them. I was crying. I was so sad. I was crying. I'm still upset. So. I know. It, it was know, unjust. It's come back around. It was unjust. Yeah. Yes, it was unjust. Don't sleep on the injustice. Um, and talk about injustice. Scarlett is here, so I'm going to talk about it real quick while you're on the phone. I went to a meeting last night for Trayvon uh, Martin, um, and it was an organized meeting, which meant that they would discuss some of the organi- organization protests, some of the dates and times and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And then somebody gave, yeah, somebody, you know, gave a speech, and then they said, you know, different speeches, and then one speech was, how the president came out yesterday, I don't know if you heard this, Scarlett, how the president came out and said, I 
could have been Trayvon Martin was a very meek response. Um, and I was the only African American there, and I was like, "Wow!" Like I didn't think it was a meek response. Did you, Richard? Not at all. Not at all. Gosh. And so I'm the only black there, by the way. Once again, I'm in a demographic You're where me. I'm. I was the only black there. Get and then out. I thought, you want to talk? You want to talk? Okay, I'm gonna unmute you then. Sit down. Okay. I I also don't want to interrupt anybody else doing their stuff. Still, is that room open? Yeah. But you sound better over there. Put the chair back. Maybe the door open. Maybe the echo's bouncing off the off the wall. I, I'm just gonna be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, I go to this meeting. I'm the only African American, and I'm like, this is crazy. This is completely crazy. But I listen, and then they're like, meet response present. And then I'm there, and I'm like, am I? Supposed to defend the president? Like, am I supposed to speak up and say something? And so my spirit kept saying, speak up, speak up, speak up. And my heart kept saying, no, don't do it. Don't get involved. Just sit here nicely. But I'm a bold-ass Leo. And at some point, I was like, I don't appreciate you saying that the president's response was me. Because if you know your history, um, they say, oh, it's taking a week to respond, and the first response to the White House, ridiculous, blah, blah. And I was like, no, if you know your history, Martin Luther King never wanted to get involved in the civil rights movement. Never. Okay? JFK took almost a year to get involved in the civil rights movement. Like, know your history. Like, well, how is he supposed to respond, Richard? I'm sorry, you're echoing again. We're still echoing. I'm sorry, Tracy. I can you. I know you do. Okay. Okay, what did you say? I'm so sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I was just saying that I didn't appreciate the response, saying that what the president said was meek. I thought it was unkind and inappropriate. Right, it was, definitely. And I was forced, forced to defend the president, and I was the only one of African-American descent, so I didn't, I didn't even have backup. Yeah. You know? So it was a funny story. Like, the way I was going to tell it today to you, Scarlett, was going to be hilarious. And when I, now that I'm telling it, it's not funny. What did you say? Well, it's not what I said. It was the fact that I was alone. I was alone. I was alone. And I was defending his actions, you know, delayed or not delayed. I thought it was perfect. What he said was, I am, I could have been Trayvon Martin. He said, a year ago, I said Trayvon Martin could have been my son. He said, another way of saying it is, I could have been Trayvon Martin 35 years ago. I was a troubled teen. Yeah. And so what's reasonable? Thank you. It's reasonable. Thank you, Richard. And so somebody else counteracted, and they were like, "Well, you know, we feel like he should have been stronger in his, you know, 
words, and I was like, really? Really? He should have been stronger? So that meant the whole country would have been divided. We would have had, you know, one group over here screaming and yelling, a whole other group over here screaming and yelling, and really? The president doesn't need that. He's running the country. He's trying to unify. He's trying to make sure that his speech was calculated well enough for people to understand don't get it twisted, people. I exactly. could have been Trayvon Martin. Thank you, Richard. In any case, so, so I get ready to leave now, and they know I'm pissed. And you know what they said to me? They go, oh, I have something else to talk to you about on Twitter. It's really funny. But in any case, you know what they said to me? They go, um, what's your name again? And I knew that they were going to Google me because I get these Google alerts. Uh-huh. And I was like, Tracy Brown. However, you can't really find me. You can't find me because I'm psychic, Tracy Brown, first of all, mm-hmm. on Facebook. And on Twitter, I'm pop culture psychic. So you look up Tracy Brown and you'll get a whole host of people that ain't me. How much Google alerts did I get last night? Because I knew that they were going to look for me. But I get Google alerts and the Google alerts show other people. It doesn't show me. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and when I get ready to leave, like, it's not like they even said to me, hey, you know, do you want to, like, sign up any protests or this and that, et cetera, et cetera. They just let me go. They were like, okay, bye, bye, Tracy, like, with this fear now. Like, really? <laughs> Am I? Yeah, I'm a black woman. <laughs> Once again, I'm a black woman. <laughs> I know. <laughs> The scary black lady. Scary <laughs> black lady, I became. Oh, my God. But I stood my ground. Talk about standing your ground. I stood my ground, and I I had to represent. Like, how dare you? And here's the thing that's really important, Richard. You're going to protest for Trayvon Martin anti-racist issues, but you dislike the president, which is kind of racist. Like, I felt like even that, the dislike of him, was racist. So it's all convoluted, yeah. all twisted. In any case, I just think it's Paulus, <laughs> thank you for coming in. We will work out the kinks. I did find out that if I use the landline, which I guess I should have done right from the beginning, um, we may not get the echo. So we'll work it out regardless. Right, but I like it in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can make a copy for you. It's a, there's actually a book for this. I have the book. Don't read me. Stay right there, Richard. I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, you can show Don't leave me, Scarlett. I talk too much. Um, Don't leave me, Richard. This book is perfect. <laughs> you have to They didn't know about this book downstairs. Don't get me started. Yeah. And they said, purchase the book and let us have the book. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. You should know this stuff. <laughs> bye, Scarlett. Thank you for coming in. See you next Saturday. Okay, bye. Um, Richard, what's your question? Okay, I actually have two celebrity questions. Is that okay? Go for it. Go for it. Because I spent okay. so much time talking <laughs> to you about my personal stuff. Absolutely. So go for it. Okay. Bobby Christina. She just got engaged to her foster brother. I didn't see that. (laughs) 
I did see that. Now, I don't know if you've been following any of my YouTube videos. Um, mm-hmm. you, I, over a year ago, I did Bobby Christina. Over a year yeah. ago. Um, and I did see this guy. I didn't know it was going to be stepbrother, adopted brother. I got really confused by that whole thing, by the way. Um, yeah. But she's finally engaged. Didn't they break up for a minute, though? Yeah, I don't know about that. They broke up for a minute. Something happened during her TV show. Oh, you watched that too on my own? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They broke up for a minute. I think it was after the show had ended. They broke up for a minute. I, I, unless I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. So give me the question. What is it you want to know? Because that's a, they're great to read, by the way. She was awesome to read. Her and her mother. I read her mother post, uh, post death, and, uh, right. uh, Whitney came in strong. Yeah. So give me the question on Bobby Christina, who I adore, by the way. She's another one that's going through some trying times. Right. Wealthy. A hard year. Wealthy. Oh, has it been just a year, about a year? Has wow. it been a year, I think? It has. Wasn't it February 12th? Yeah, it's been a year, actually. It's been a year. Oh, my God. I can't imagine what she's gone through. She's so young. So with that being said, give me a question. Is the relationship going to be everlasting? Relationship going to be everlasting? Oh, okay. I don't know if that's a good question. Is any relationship ever everlasting? <laughs> you know, like lifelong, like very long. Like long. Like will it be everlasting? Uh, kids going yeah. to come through it? Yeah. Right, but, but I don't I think so, though. You don't think so? I'm going to be honest. I think he's in it for the dollar bills. She's in it for the dollar bills? What does that mean? I, I just don't think his heart is in it. He, he's in it for the dollar You think he's in it for the dollar Oh, dear. All right, so let's take a look. <laughs> um, my first card I get is a final outcome card, which is my star card, S-T-A-R, star card. So that gives me a little bit of concern that it comes as an outcome card because considering the medium that these people come through, um, he may want to have a big participation in becoming recognizable, becoming a star, becoming recognizable. Um, I think he does love her, by the way. I think he does. I do get the justice card, the justice card. Um, tells me that um, hmm. I get the painted cup, which tells me that I think he does love her, but it comes in the form of a page, which um, tells me, oh dear, um, tells me that he does love her, um, but it's more ironically, this is going to sound horrible now, it's more like a brother-sister love, to be honest with you. I knew it. I knew it. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. It's so, so like, obvious. He's not in love with her, but he cares about uh, her. He does care about her. I also get the hermit card. And the hermit card, in this case, is more about having a, a plan, a plan um, that maybe nobody knows about. Like, I don't know what sign this kid is, 
Um, so it would be interesting to know because there's a little bit of calculation going on here. It's a calculated plan, calculation going on here. And the hermit card is about going in um, to get the better, to get the better, to get the better, but not telling anybody what your plans are. So he's smart enough to keep it quiet. Um, there's a lot of worry here for her, by the way. There's a lot of worry. Um, I think they fight a lot. Um, I actually didn't watch the show, so it would be interesting if anybody knows on the show if she and him fought a lot. Um, oh, they did. They I saw did. it. They did? Yeah, she's crying over him. Huh. Well, the fighting's going to continue. It's one of those situations that if she were in front of me, I would be like, Please do not get married. Like, you're going to fight before. You're going to fight the day of the wedding. You're going to fight on your honeymoon. You're going to fight regardless. Um, I would just say hold out. Like, I, I would not say don't get married. I would just say wait, wait. Um, but she's a little hot-headed, hot-headed. Um, I don't think she listens <clears throat> very well. Um, she's hoping that he would change, by the way, and he won't change. He won't. Um, I can tell you that they will stay together. They will. No joke. They will stay together. I do see, like, most likely 10 years, and I see one or two children coming through her by him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. Is that good or bad? I, don't, I can't tell. Oh, wow. I'm I'm shocked, Tracy. You're shocked? I am very shocked. I don't see them breaking up. She's the glue that holds the two of them together. Wow, I'm. I have I'm to be honest shocked. with you. Don't be shocked because history repeats itself. To be very, very honest with you, this is a Whitney Houston, Bobby Brown situation. Yep. It's this history repeats itself. This is history repeating itself yet again. You know, Bobby Brown literally thought that if he married Whitney, which was, you know, America's golden child, it would help his career. And he got fooled because people hated him more. <laughs> and on top of it, they blamed him for Whitney's antics. But to be honest with you, it was not Bobby Brown. Whitney's a New Jersey, Newark girl and drugs and a plethora of it. She's had a taste of it long before Bobby came along. Sorry, people. Mm. He was not to blame for her drug addiction, but America did blame him, and he almost could never resurrect his career. So history repeats itself. This wealthy little girl is her mother, and she did wind up with a man that is going to love her in the same fashion that Bobby Brown loved Whitney. It's mediocre. Wow. I'm sorry. I didn't you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my, my second question, though, is about her mom, actually. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So, remember the Oprah interview, right? Yeah. She said more happened between her and Bobby, but she didn't say anything about it, though. What happened? Because I believe more happened oh, to her yeah. for her to fall down so fast, oh. so hard. Okay. Listen to me. I actually know the person, the personal story behind it. Oh my gosh, Trace, are you serious? I am. 
Get out of here. Get out of here. This is not psychic. I know the personal story behind this. Because I'm just like, more had to happen to her besides drugs and the marriage. Okay. You mean for them to finally break up or what? Hmm? What do you mean I by mean, that? Like, like more had to happen? Like for the destruction, you know, the self-destruct- self-destructive ways. Hmm. I'm still not like getting more. that question. Hmm? Huh? I'm still not getting like, that question 100%. Like, what else happened to Whitney to fall so hard, you know, besides the drugs and the marriage? Oh, what else happened? Because, well, well, but no, 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 no. It was cheating, too. Ah. It was cheating. Like, that was that was one of Bobby's biggest problems, was cheating. Mm. You know, and it took Whitney's self-esteem to a whole another level. And she would fight, like, hard to make sure that, you know, no woman came in between her marriage. But it wasn't wasn't up to her. It was to Bobby. Uh. You know, psychologically, she was just a hot mess um, in, in this marriage. Um, her heart had been broken three years into the marriage from cheating. You know? Um, and he also came, but he resented her. He resented, you know, I'm sorry to say this, um, but he, he, and he almost hated her. He resented her. He was, you know, there's a term in, um, in, uh, when you're an entertainer and you're acting um, and you want to be, you know, in the big screen, in the movies, or you want to have a television, you know, be on a series, blah, 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 and then you go out for a soap opera. And almost everyone doesn't want to go out for the soap opera, especially when you're beginning your career. You're like, oh, not the soap opera. Um, because there's a way of acting that you can't always translate um, into the big screen, although a lot of people actually have done it. Um, but it's called the golden handcuff. When you get the money, you get the acting experience, you know, you're in the public eye, and yet the way the schedule is done, you can almost never, ever act. You can never do a commercial. You can never do a movie, blah, 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 blah. So you're stuck in your contract until it's over, and then you hopefully you can escape literally escape, because that's called the golden handcuff, and make it on a big screen. And most people in soap operas stay there. You wonder why, like, when they die, they're like, oh, she was with the soap opera for 30 years, because it's called the golden handcuff. You're too scared to leave. You're too comfortable. People do like you, and why should you leave? Um, That's what I saw with Bobby Brown that being married to Whitney was the golden handcuff. He was well taken care of. Wow. And to have the ability to resurrect his career, which is what he thought in the beginning, I can have my career resurrected, he thought that. Um, It was shocking when America, especially black America, we freaking hated him. And then to turn, to, to then turn it around, like he would put her down. He would make her feel inadequate. He would make her pay for his 
baby's mother's child support. Disgusting. You know? Mm-hmm. I think so, too. <laughs> He's not a good character. <laughs> but, unfortunately, um, this is what the daughter saw. So people tend to repeat their, again, again their history. And what you have here is... Basically, her marrying her father. This this young man that she's marrying, you know, the reasons why he's marrying her is very, very similar to the reasons why Bobby and Whitney got married. Oh, my gosh. So, um, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I think that they will last 10 years. Um, I also think that they will last long because of her, not because of him. Yeah. Um, I do think that there is some calculation um, to staying close to her. Ugh. I really do. Where is Sissy at? Where is <laughs> I mean, I feel really bad because, I mean, we have to also give him the benefit of the doubt. But, yeah. um, like, we have to. And there's definitely going to be some children out of this union. And and mark my words, he is going to have an entertainment career. Now, what he does with it, I can't tell you. Is he going to be an actor? Is he going to produce something? That I can't really promise you um, in which direction he's going to go in, but he's definitely going to use, unfortunately, um, Bobby Christina um, for his own power. His personal power. Mm-mm-mm. So. Wow. And then, unfortunately, once they get married, it's fifty-fifty. You know, yeah. I don't know how that works. If she, you know, right? Like she's coming in with millions. They get married. If they divorce, it's fifty-fifty. And they're young and ignorant. I bet you two to one they won't be a prenup. Yeah. I can almost guarantee there won't be a prenup. How rich um, is she, anyways? I, um, I think she's rich in increments. You know what I mean? Okay. She's, yeah. Yeah, she's rich in increments. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, she's, like, getting a lump sum from her mother's estate, you know, at one stage, and then, you know, five years later, and then five years later, something like that. But she also okay. has her own career at this point, so she's not really using her mother's money for the most part. Huh. Um, the bottom line is, and maybe that's why I'm getting a 10-year mark, because maybe at that point it all comes comes to her, it all comes out, there's no need for increments, um, and maybe that's when they he will actually, you know, the marriage will last that long. But um, I kind of see him breaking up with her at the 10-year mark, and it takes um, it takes a while for the divorce to go through. So it's not, I promise you, it won't be one of those California six-month divorces. It it will be something like separated for five years, something like that. Dang. That's the way I see it, you know. Let me see if her mom is happy with this choice. I can imagine Um, what he's thinking. Yeah, I was, I was actually looking at Whitney's spirit, and it does look to me that she's, um, in terms of her daughter and in terms of the choices, um, I feel like she's saying you could do better. 
I feel like she's up and down about it. I think Whitney likes the boy. Don't get me wrong. But I think she's saying, like, I like him. I just don't like him for her. I think that's what she thinks. I like him. I don't like him for her. Um, she does want her daughter to be happy. You know, I get the nine of cups, so that is a desire of hers to be happy, regardless of her daughter's choice. Um, wealth is not going to be the issue. I get the nine of pentacles, so wealth is not the issue. Um, but I get her saying it's going to take two years for for these two just to work out the kinks, just to work out the kinks in their personality. It's going to take, like, it's a long haul just to work out the kinks. Like, they're not going to go in, narrate, and, oh, this is the best thing ever. Like, they literally are going to take two years to get to know one another, and that really sucks. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that Whitney is by her daughter's side almost, if she can, almost every night. You know, and I feel like she sleeps with her almost every night. And and, and what I mean by that, like if her man is with her, I don't mean it that way, but if there's a, a moment where she can cuddle with her daughter, spiritually, she's there. She's there. And any downtime when her daughter is feeling psychologically out of her skin, out of her space, Whitney's there. She's holding her daughter. She's nurturing her. She's taking care of her. Um, but she's also, this is Whitney talking, talking, she's also saying this shit wouldn't have happened if I were there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's saying, hell no, this wouldn't have happened. And I'm also getting the, uh, the sense from, from the card that the daughter may have mentioned something to Whitney about this boy, and Whitney shut it down. So there was something brewing, and Whitney was like, don't try it. Don't go there. Don't try it. I don't like it. And, and it got shut down. Um, I feel like it got picked back up after the death. Uh, um, and what I mean, but I don't know about picked back up. They may have had some talks or conversations about how to move forward for future. This is before her mother died. Well, we can't do anything right now, but, you know, she can't tell me what to do, you know, after I, you know, turn 18 or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there might have been some clandestine, sneaky, um, sneaking around type of stuff before Whitney passed, passed away. But it was definitely kept under wraps. Nobody knew anything. So, well, that's pretty heavy, huh? Very heavy, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> so heavy. Well, Richard, if it's okay, yeah. I'm going to end with you. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> and thank you so much for calling in. I love that you always call in with celebrity topics. Thank you <laughs> so welcome. much. You can call in anytime. Um, <laughs> thank you. I just want to. I just want to let you know that I totally predicted Justin Bieber and um, Selena getting back together again. No way. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember the outcome. So I had to look back on my videos to see how I saw the outcome. Um, you said she'll get together. pregnant by him. Oh, did I say that? Yep, I watched it. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that's, I, 
I think that the only way he's going to keep her is to get her pregnant, to be honest with you. Uh, Seriously. And, and I think he's going to want that. He's actually a very emotional kid, which is why he's acting out the way he's acting out. Um, so I think they're too young to have a baby, but I think the only way he's truly going to be able to keep her, truly, is to get her pregnant. So that doesn't surprise me if I saw her getting pregnant. But thank you. Thank you for telling me that. And with that being said, I have people that constantly are asking about Chris Brown and Rihanna, and I also see them as Justin and Selena, this roller coaster, emotional, right. youthful spirit, blah, 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 break up, get back They're together, soulmates. go with your exes. They're soulmates. They're soulmates. Give them time. Like, the Twitter people are crazy. Oh, wait a second. See, that's the problem I'm having with a lot of people. Karuchi is a soulmate, too. Get out, Tracy. No, Karuki is a soulmate. In terms of best friend or love? It's kind of convoluted, kind of convoluted. Um, It is going to be up to Chris Brown to shut that down and figure out that if he returns to Rihanna, he has to keep Rihanna safe. Like, he has to keep her emotionally safe and not that Karuchi invade uh, Rihanna's mental psyche. He doesn't have to give up Karuchi, but he's got to keep Rihanna safe. The problem that I have is that Karuchi is a snake in the grass. And she will create stuff. She's got friends that help her create stuff. And <clears throat> there will definitely always be some questions as to Chris Brown's Sincerity. So, with that being said, Karuchi is a soulmate to Chris Brown. Chris Brown and Rihanna are soulmates. The thing about soulmate energy, Chris Brown and Rihanna are soulmates. The thing about soulmate energy, which when I do my readings, I never use soulmate because it gets people stuck and they fantasize about this soulmate and he's my soulmate and the guy's treating them bad, you know? I'm like, but he's treating you bad. Like, don't say stuck on soulmate. Kiss him goodbye. Just say, I love you. I got to go. Because my whole life is being compromised, you know? If he's your soulmate, he'll come back around again. But when he comes back around again, soulmate energy the way people see it is destructive. But soulmate energy is supposed to be calm and easy and fluid. It should just flow nicely. It shouldn't be so destructive the way I see most people describe soulmate energy. So with that being said, Karuchi actually could be a better soulmate for Chris Brown than Rihanna. But if they could just figure out, Chris Brown and Rihanna, that there's a spiritual connection between the two of them that is unmatched. Like, neither one of them will ever find the love that they want. Wow. You understand? They can move on, but neither one of them will ever find the love that they want because the love that they want is in each other. Huh. So if they can figure that out and pull it all together... It would be amazing, but Rihanna's touring, and she can't breathe or think straight while she's touring. Um, there are some drugs and alcohol involved. Chris Brown is chaotic, chaotic, you know, I feel like he's mental. I feel like he might have a little bipolar in him. 
Um, and if he doesn't sit still, so between the two of them, there's got to be a sense of silence, of sitting still, no career, you know, no other people involved to figure out, like, what they really want, then they can be together. But maybe they got to separate and get quiet to figure that out to come back together. But they're exhausting. Soap opera. <laughs> Soap opera. Very lost thing. Oh In any case, Richard, I'm going to go. All right, I'm going to go. Thank All right. Take care. Okay. Thanks, Richard. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Hi, 901. You're on the line. Hey, Tracy. How are you? Huh? Not bad. Who's this? Hello. 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 I'm talking to you for you may have forgotten oh, uh, me. I did, I did. And you said your <laughs> name was Flo, right? I said Lo, L O. L O, okay. Yes. So and Lo, I'm remind me. Uh Wait I just a had a pro- I have a problem with my job and I called I do you. remember. I do yeah. remember you. Yes, yes, yes. yes. You're the one whose speech pattern went went in another direction. How are you how are you yes. doing? I'm doing okay, much better, much better, yes. Good. You sound better. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I've been doing much better, so, you know, it's been a trying time for me, but, uh, you know, everything is going to be, it's going to get better. It can't get any worse. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, just stay prayerful, you know. I am. God, I am. God is in God is in the details. So good or bad, God is in the details. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, yeah, I do know. Do you do you feel anything for me? And I'm gonna ask you about a celebrity too. I'm worried about my own problem. <laughs> but I also have well, give me a question that disturbs me. Um I just wanted to know just what do you think about the job? I I really don't wanna go into details because it makes me Excuse me, kind of high, but if you can recall some of the mm-hmm. things. I do recall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, so, but I just want to know what do you think now since, I mean, what do you think now? Because I'm getting, okay. I can feel it now coming on. Uh, okay, yeah, don't let it come on. We can control this so that we can get this reading um, um, out for you. Um, there's still a waiting period. There's still a waiting period. I feel like somebody wants to offer you money, though, not a lot of money. Um, and mm-hmm. it's not to close the case, but I do feel like somebody wants to offer you money. Um, they're telling me to tell you go ahead and take the money because there is still a waiting period. And the waiting period mm-hmm. will go on for some time. I feel like it's one year away, 18 months away before you know, you get mm-hmm. the satisfaction that you need from this case. Um, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of game playing, a lot of game playing. Um, I'm right. getting that you're still feeling strangled, still feeling strangled. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what they want. They are trying to cripple you. Um, yes. But literally, I know sometimes your throat gets crippled, but they want to cripple you literally, literally. Right. Um, right. There, is a, there is a judgment card. Are you having problems with rent or mortgage or anything like that? Uh, which, uh, well, 
I don't even want to even say that, but probably, you know, soon uh, there would probably be a problem. Okay. Uh, so with that being said, if there's any money being offered, any, I don't think it's a lot of money, but I think that they want to send you a check or a check, you know, um, the cards are telling me to tell you to take it. Whatever it is that they're saying, you know, whatever it is, they Whatever it is that they want you to do. and hmm? Well, they want me to seek for other employment throughout uh, the company. Uh, but, you know, I have been unable to really, like, write. Um, this is so crazy. It's It's almost like I can't even focus on it. And I can focus on everything else but that. And it's it's almost it's so crazy. All I, and it's sim- something very simple, but it's a simple task that that's causing causing me to not be able to do it now, for whatever reason. What, it's, it's what is it that they want you to do? They just want me to send my resume throughout to different departments in the company, mm-hmm. but they could find me a job because of what they've done. It's very difficult for me to do knowing what they have done to me. And I'm also knowing that they can select a job like they're doing with a lot of the employees now, just putting them in a position when they are, you know, when they are, um, taking out a whole department, they will just place you in a position, and so I just feel that that's what they need to be doing with me, going inside, and mm-hmm. instead of forcing me to do it because it's very difficult for me to do it, and it's almost like they're making it so hard for me, and I just know okay that they're uh, they are. Um, Doing this for another reason, I, I feel it's for not not a legitimate reason, but for another reason. So mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I just feel like you know they are going to you know uh, try to use anything against me, and it's not legitimate what they're doing. But I wrote a letter. To the, the, excuse me, I wrote a letter to the manager, and I told her what I feel, and uh, I was very, I will feel a little professional about it now, because uh, I let her know, and I felt like it needed to be said, and uh, so I'm probably not going to get a response. I also wrote to the legal department to express my feelings because they have not really heard from me in writing. They have only heard from me through somebody else. So I just feel I needed them to hear me. And so I don't know. And I didn't go over it because had I gone over it, the letter wouldn't have never been sent because it's 
too much for me to do to go over it because I wanted it to be perfect. And I, so I don't know. I I could tell you a little what was in it, but I can't. can't well, what um, I'm trying just, to figure out is, um, I'm trying to figure out what how the money is involved because they want to offer you, they want to offer you something, and it very well could be another position, and that totally mm-hmm. makes sense because I don't think your salary is going to change very much, um, but they want to offer you something, and it comes in the form of money. It definitely could come in the form of a job, um, and and I know that currently you're having a little bit of difficulty finding a lawyer to take on your case. Um, yeah. It does. It does sound like that they are trying to bend over backwards to satisfy some of your grievances. Um, yeah. And I'm just curious because I, I, I want you to be a little bit more proactive so that you could save yourself. Save yourself because that's what I'm getting. Um, okay. Yeah. So that if. It's just a matter of putting, because you've been here for a long time, so I can tell you that people really, really do like you. Um, yeah. I I do also feel like you feel stuck. I get that. You know, yeah. it, it's, again, I get this golden handcuff. I get it. Um, mm-hmm. And I know your fight is about breaking loose. I've got to break loose. Like, nobody understands what I'm going through. i got to break loose. However... Um, I want to make sure that you could understand that there very well could be some satisfaction if you decide to put the resumes out and work in a whole other department. That okay. that actually may be the satisfaction as opposed to staying strong against them legally. Um, yeah. It just may not be worth your while to stay so strong, and it comes in a form not only of self-sabotage, but it comes in a form of physical sabotage. Yeah, I know. I don't want to do this legally. I really rather them to do the right thing. You know, I just rather I, them to do what is right by me. I've been dedicated yeah, I all my life that. to them. Mm-hmm. And I and totally so, understand that. And I promise yeah. you, I understand corporate corruption and how, you know, screwed up companies can be and how they don't take care of their employees, blah, 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 blah. Um, I have my own mm-hmm. team. So, but... I always look at the cards, and the cards are telling me to tell you, at the very least, do not fight the ability to send out your resume to these different departments because you very well could get hired by one of the other departments. And just but how am I going to do? How am I going to do in the interview? That's going. I, well, <laughs> that's, been I mean, my... that's not a psychic reading, though. How are you going to do in an interview? That's not a psychic reading. If you want the job... Well, I'm just saying... Yeah. If you want the job, well, tell yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, why should I have to fight for something that they illegally and unlawfully done to me? Uh, why should they not be placing in a position like they should? Because I never was... I never did go and leave the lesson. They placed me on that. They suspended me. I I hear you. I, the cause are just telling me to tell you that if you submit your resume, um, you could wind up in a department that just you just really like. Okay. Okay. You, you just would like it. Like, this is okay. a change. 
that they do, mm-hmm. they are trying to work with you. There's something about you they actually like yeah. in a weird kind of way. Somebody yeah. actually really, really likes you. Yeah. Um, and for you to stay so stuck, so stuck inside your spirit, inside your head, um, as to what's black and white for you, is 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 going is crippling you. Yeah. Um, there's just a better quality of life for you if you choose to submit the resumes and go on these interviews and resell your your capabilities. Um, okay. I just don't see any blockage. I don't see any blockage. I think okay. that they're going to tell the interviewer, take her. You know what I mean? I just don't see yeah. them. You know, I see an open road for you. I see the yellow brick road. I think it's it's just, if you would just do this, not only would you be happy, but they would be happy. You would get your yeah. regular income back. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm almost begging you to do the right thing for you, not for the company, okay. for you, for you. Right. In one year's yeah. time, you're just going to recover fully. Um, mm-hmm. And this is going to be a distant memory. Mm-hmm. You know, my concern is that you could have some mortgage or rent issues in a minute. Um, and they're telling me to tell you it's not necessary. Okay. The spiritual world has your back. You know, if I look at the cards, you mm-hmm. know, they've got your back. They just want you to understand that. Basically, if you call in for a reading to get some guidance, you know, take, do the right thing for you. And the cards are telling me to tell you it's okay to submit your resume, see who pings your resume, go in this interview, sell yourself, get back to working every day, and regain the quality of life that you used to have. Okay. Okay. The fight is too much. This fight is too much for you, and it's crippling you. Like, are you having some physical ailments now? Uh, yeah. I mean, I know your throat closes up when you get mm-hmm. stressed, but mm-hmm. are you having difficulties walking, sleeping? Because there's some physical ailments that's coming, you know, along with the mental um, depreciation. Do you see the the physical? I don't know, but yeah, I'm hoping not. Okay, I mean, I'm if you hoping. don't have any physical ailments, then you're you're already headed again. So, with that being said, I'm begging you to go back because if you don't have any physical stuff going on right now, um, it's even better. It's even better. Okay. Go ahead and do whatever it takes. Because I've never seen a company try to work with one person so hard, and they're really, really trying to help you. Okay. Well, that's good to know, because oh. I feel better just by you making that statement alone. But, yeah. Thank so, you. you. Don't think Thank the you. Letter I really appreciate hurting. that. Yeah. You don't think I really appreciate that. Yeah. It, it, it made me feel a lot better. Because I, I, yeah. I feel like they want to help me, but it's almost like, Something else I feel is going on, but I can't. I just can't grab it. But I feel something else is going on. But you know, anyway. So I understand. <laughs> yeah, but Lo, I'm gonna go ahead and get out get out of here. Please, please, oh. please take my advice 
And please call me back and keep me updated as to um, how you decided to progress here. But seriously, do the smart thing, and the smart thing is for you, not for the company. Do the smart thing and go ahead and get your life back. Go ahead and begin working again. Okay, I will. Thank you very much. All right. You're quite welcome. Many blessings, love. Peace and blessings to you, too. Peace and blessings. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Hi, 256, you're on the line. Hi, Tracy, this is Kim, Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly, how are you? Good, how are you? Not bad. Now, were you hoping to talk to Scarlett today? Because she has a... No, I know she had to leave. I can can talk to you. I know she had to leave. I heard that. And for the next six weeks, she's only going to be with me for an hour, so... She was great oh, today, okay. threw everything off, but she has class. Okay. Um, she's only going to be with me for an hour for the next six weeks, and then we'll work it out. So, um, okay. did you listen to the first part of the show? Yeah, I listened to and it. There what? was a part um, where I heard her talk about the Grand Trine, and I really liked that, but then everything sounded like it was in a vacuum after that. Ah, damn, Yeah. Well, I'm going to go back myself and listen to the Grand Trine because I thought it was very fascinating what she had to say. But Mm -hmm. um, as I was listening, I was trying to work out the kink so that we wouldn't have that vacuum sound, um, and I couldn't work it out. um, So we'll figure it out next week. In any case, what's your question? What's going on? Well, um, you know, I I messaged you to let you know that I thought I had a place, and that's what she was talking about. And um, come to find out, you know, this company was just trying to swindle me. That's all it was. And um, now I'm I'm looking for another agent to help me, and I may just have to get uh, temporary housing because I have to be out of my other um, townhouse in about a week. And uh, temporary housing works. Some guidance with that, yeah. Okay. Now I thought I remember telling you, but you know. Staying in a hotel, I don't know if that's too much money or anything like that, but or temporary housing or it's month to month, even that's better. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, until you find a place that's good and correct for your baby. But give me the question one more time. The question is, um, like, what do I do in the meantime while I'm looking for a place? Because my actual, my first work day is April the 5th. Not April the 5th, August the 5th. I don't know why I said <gasps> Is it August the 5th? Oh. August the 5th, yes. But what's the school system like out there for your son? Like, when do they start school in general? They start They start August the 12th, if I'm not mistaken. Really? They start that early? Yeah. Oh, no. So you have to be a little careful. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Let me pull one more. Um, you really have to be careful because you could wind up putting him in a school and then taking him out. What do you think? Yeah, that's well, um, he doesn't no, I have to do that because I'm working at a high school. He can go to high school with me. Oh. So I don't no, I don't have to do that. Yeah. I'll be teaching um biology. Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's such a blessing to have your baby 
go to school with you. My ex-husband's yep. mother uh-huh. is also a teacher, and uh-huh. every single kid was in school with her every day. <laughs> she wow. worked at the Catholic school from the first time that kid had to go until the last daughter came through, first uh-huh. through eighth grade. And then wow. when the last daughter went, yes, and she had six children. And when the last one went to high school, then she finally uh-huh. left that school and went to a public institution, blah, blah, blah. blah. But, she, you know, her baby stayed with her. All okay. of her babies stayed with her. So with that being okay. said, let me get the cards here. Oh, I did pull too many. Okay, so the house is down the line. It's a month after, a month after. So you're actually going to find a place in September. In okay. September. I'm getting I'm getting four weeks, four weeks. So um, okay. this is already the end of June. So it's either the end of August, the end of August. So this is August 20th, July 20th, August 20th. I'm getting a month, and I don't know if the month is from today or the month. I feel like the month is from once you're down here. I'm going to go, when are you physically going to be down here, physically? Uh, physically, probably next Monday which is going to be the 29th or the 30th, something like that. There you go. Okay, so I'm still back in September, give or take, minus, you know, three days. So uh, you're, the the home that you're going to fall in love with, so they get the Knight of Cups. I'm also getting the Nine of Pentacles. So okay. um, there's even going to be enough money left over. There's going to be enough money left over um, to enjoy Um um, I'm also getting the Nine of Swords. These are all my final outcome cards. I'm getting the Nine of Swords. Um, mm-hmm. This tells me you're just in worry mode right now. You're in worry mode. But the Eight of Wands and the Chariot, ironically, Eight of Wands is about flying. Chariot is about driving or getting there. On top uh-huh. of the Three of Wands, which means you've got to go get, you know, the ships are coming in, but you've got to be in the land. You've got to be right. in the location. Mm-hmm. Right. The eight of wands tells me about flying, and ironically, the chariot means driving. Um, um, when you get down there, I feel like you're going to be on speed, on speed. I feel like you're going to be like, I got to do this, and I got to do that, and I got to look here, and, you know, you're kind of going to be all over the place. It's okay. Okay to be all over the place. Um, the chariot comes up particularly because if there's a longer commute for the location, just take on the longer commute. You know, you told me today that your baby goes to school with you, which means he's in the car with you in the morning, he's in the car with you in the evening. So at this stage of the game, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Like when I had my son, I didn't work, you know, any degree too far away from my baby because I had to go get him. Your baby's with you every day. That's an amazing feeling. Um, You're a little bit discouraged. You're a little bit discouraged, and you're kind of thinking, who the hell can I trust right now? Are you serious? Who the hell can I trust? Um, And I I feel for you, Kimberly, you know, because you're right. You know, I I adore what you said on my Facebook where you're like, I consider us friends, and so I wanted to reiterate that to you too. There's something (laughs) about you that's just a friend. I love your energy. Um, with that being said, the cards are telling me to tell you that you're you're disgusted. Um, 
you don't know who to trust. Like, I feel like you're saying today, like nobody gets it. I need to feel safe. Like it's an emotional thing for you. Yes. 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 And <laughs> yes. I, I get it. The cards are telling me, like, you know, oh. and and you're really like you're almost to the point where you're like, if I didn't have to search, I just, uh, you know what I mean? Like, like you would just not search. Like, it's at that phase where you're like. I don't even want to do this anymore. You know you have to because yes. it's about work. Yes. But I, yes. I don't even want to do this, which is an oxymoron, because you have to do it. Right. But whatever went down was so ugly. Yeah. But it's amazing that um, you even have the gumption to move forward. Um, and yeah. I know for a fact the only reason why you're moving forward is that you actually have a job. Had you not had that job, you might have reconsidered. You'd be like, I, I can't take this right now. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. Good you are. Good for the job coming through. Thank <laughs> you. Good for the job coming through because that's the reason yeah. why. By the way, you need to be there. Let's let's remember that. You need to be there. Right. Um, right. You're, you're highly qualified. Your credentials, you know, got you in the school system down there. So let's always remember that you need to be there. So it would be amazing to see. Right. What what shows up for you once you get there? Because you're a game changer, Kimberly. You're a game changer. Thank oh, you, thank Kimberly. you, thank you. You're welcome. Yes. By the way, were you proud of the president's statement? I was proud. Yes, it was it was thank not you. me. It was not me. In fact, I found out that it was impromptu. He was the press yes. secretary was a speech, and he said, "I'm going out and I'm talking." And what yes. he said was profound. It was not me. What they wanted. Because they they stereotype us. Because I was listening to what yes. you said. They stereotype us, and yes. they wanted him to be a little bit more forceful, a little bit more black, so to speak. Angry black guy. No. Angry black guy. Exactly. Right. No. He was eloquent, and, and he um, got his point across. Let me tell you something. This man is running the country. Thank you. Why do people forget that? I don't understand why they keep forgetting that. But thank you, because I'm now reaching out to people, and I'm like, were you proud? Were you proud? I was shocked yes. when I went to this meeting I last was night. Proud. Yes. And they wanted to put yes. they wanted to put him down. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then I was forced to defend his actions, and I'm like, why am I alone here? Like, am I the crazy one? Why am I alone here? It was amazing. But in any case, getting You're back not alone. to you. You were proud. I was proud. Most of my friends were proud, Kimberly. Yes, and I was case. very proud. Very proud. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for publicly saying it. Um, in any case, um, you're, you're a fighter, Kimberly. You're a fighter. I have to tell you that it would behoove you to go down there with, I don't know if it's a new group of people, um, go down there nicer. Okay. Um, yeah, there's no need to mention how upset or disgusted or you feel like they tried to swindle you to the new people. If you did it already, you did it already. But um, I want your spirit to be calmer, more peaceful. I, you know, you have a fighting spirit, um, and with that fighting spirit, you could miss great opportunities. Okay. Got it. All right? Got it. Um, Got it. I see you celebrating. I, I see you not having faith in the system, but I see you celebrating. So have no fear. 
Okay. You're definitely going to find the place that you need. Um, it comes at the end of uh, August, September, you know, plus or minus three days. Okay. Um, there's romance down there for you, Kimberly. I don't know if you want to hear it right now, but your guy is down there. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and he's gonna he's gonna show up in a way where he's a little bit um, clueless. He's a little bit clueless. He's not a hunter. He's not coming down and looking at you and going, "You, you're the one I want." He just shows up kind of clueless, like, "Hey, you're new here, you know? Good for you." He doesn't even know that you guys are gonna be together right away. Um, but he has been looking for his soulmate. He has been looking for that girl. Um, mm-hmm. And then the light bulb comes in his head where he goes, I, I should ask her out. Like all of a sudden he gets scared. He's like, I should ask her out. So keep me posted on your romance. Um, and he doesn't show up right away, by the way, but this move is about your romance as well. Oh, okay. All right, girl, let me get out of here because they just edited the show for me. Okay. All right. Well, thank um, you very much. All right, and I'll talk to you on Facebook. And I don't know if you noticed, yeah. but some of the comments that you've made on Facebook, I uh-huh. took your comments and then redirected them for my people to see. I don't know if you noticed that, but yes, you yeah, have, I noticed that. And I and I share yours <laughs> as well. Thank you. It's just that you you had something you said, and I was like, oh, my people need to see. Like, and so I added, I took yours and then added mine. So. I, I wanted oh, okay. to let you know that. <laughs> okay. I did that it fine with I me. did it by design. It was conscious, but I did it so that my people could understand that there are like minds, like minds. Exactly. You know, and I wanted them to know the strength of my character. And some of the things that you say, there was strength behind it. And I was like, I love the way she said that. Boom. And I let my people <laughs> see it, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, girls, get going. All right, you have a great day. Great weekend. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, right. Kimberly. Take it easy. All right, folks, you on Facebook. All right, bye bye.